In the first two years following its inception, the Best Animated Film category at the Oscars had gone to two very different films from two very different studios. One, a pop culture reference heavy fairy tale deconstruction from the studio created by three of Hollywood's most powerful men, and the other from a Japanese animation legend that dealt with the magic of growing up and accepting change. The Best Animated Film category seems to be pretty even playing field at this point. That would change, however, in 2003. Since then, all but four of the winners in the category were Disney films, and nine of those 12 Disney successes were specifically from the Pixar studio, with a high likelihood of a 10th win this year. Pixar, a studio that spun out from Lucasfilm, was championed by Steve Jobs and was bought fully by the Walt Disney Company in 2006 for $7.4 billion has inarguably been the critical darling of the feature animation community for 25 years. But its success at the Academy Awards began in 2003, with a little fish that can't swim that well, a dad with no chill, and a friend who can't remember anything. Today on Best Pictures, we'll be Finding Nemo. I've got to see a man about a wallaby. This is Best Pictures, the podcast where we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. I'm Cody Lunsford, and I am joined as always by... I'm Mark Watlington. Hi, Mark. And I'm Chad Oliver. Hi, Chad. Great. So, for Best Pictures, like I said, we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. Mark picks one. I pick one. Ch- uh, Chad picks one. But wait, all that's uh, already happened. For... And the Academy's but already all... picked one. What? What is this? And the... So this is our bonus picky. Oh. And in the bonus picky, we like to delve into something from this year that fascinates us. And sometimes when we can't think of something that fascinates us, we pick what won the best animated <laughs> category because we all like them well enough. Uh, this is one of the years where we're both fascinated by this movie because yeah. I thought it was overrated. These boys, will see what their opinion on it is later and whether or not my opinion has changed. Um and also was the best animated picture winner. And it's kind of interesting because it sets up Disney's domination of this award, an award that a lot of people argued was created specifically for Disney, but they did not win the first two. Uh, it sets or it up this, this one, year. Disney didn't own Pixar yet. Uh, but they still distributed it, so it still was a Disney win. They also distributed oh. Spirited Away in America. In America, but they did. Yeah, that, that one's a little... They didn't give Miyazaki money to make Spirited Away. Ah, Disney yeah, money yeah, yeah, helped yeah, yeah. the Pixar movies you're right, happen. You're right. Kind of. You're right. Yeah. I've read lots of books about By Robert Iger. specific things. Robert I've Iger never read and, any and, books. Uh, a Disney War, that book too. So um, that's what we're going to talk about in a fucking second. Mm-hmm. But right now... Oh. We're going to talk about what we're doing in the fucking here and now, in the 2020 vision, baby, what we are doing right now, and that is scurrying our happy little asses to the Megaplex and seeing pictures on the silver screen projected in very low quality that is not optimized for our screens because... We go what to not you, great theaters. What's going on? Chad probably goes to good theaters. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I, the, I got a pretty good theater. The image is not always clear. Yeah. I've gone to some got good bad no, I went to a theater to see Little Women over the uh, Christmas break in Memphis, Tennessee. and um, Was it that theater that uh, Paul Rubens went to? Ayo! High five, Mark. 
What? It's not funny. He should not have been arrested for that. He, he shouldn't have been arrested for that. What? What? Uh, what? You anyway. went into a theater to see little women. Uh, Paul Rubens got arrested yeah, in a he, porn theater. He oh. ended up. He ended up playing with his little peewee too much. <laughs> I. That was the joke. <laughs> I was just gonna say Herman. that uh, the image quality wasn't as good as it is in these. It's not as good. Theaters. No. <laughs> Especially if you go uh, to a, um, a. Mm, an XYZ classic and not an XYZ what? <laughs> proper. Uh, XYZ is a production company, not a theater chain. <laughs> well, I'm trying not to call out the only theater chain that exists around <laughs> me because I don't want them to close yeah, because then I have if, no other uh, theaters. But if it's a classic, it's even worse. And yeah. all I've got around me are classics. It's incredible because, so. like, the AMC classics, they. All right. Well, he called them out. Well, I mean, well, let's, just, me. let's just call it what it is. It just <laughs> means here's a shitty old AMC. That's all AMC classic is. Kind of. Like, what's crazy, though, is. Is the, the, the two in Auburn, like the, the ones that opened while we were in college, it has reverted to a classic because they didn't fucking update the seats and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. no, the, the, the difference between classic and uh, regular is that, like, it, it, it all depends on how much, like, authority the franchisee wants to give up. Yes. Like, and, the, the, and, the classics, the franchisee has more authority to show what they want to, to do what hmm. they want to with the screens. Yes, uh, and then the regulars is like pretty much like but you know the the I guess what AMC headquarters is deciding a lot of what it usually and turns it into translates is the, into the classic being shitty a lot of times. Yeah, like it just translates to what do we want to do with the screens? I don't want to spend money on them. I don't want to upgrade them. Right. So yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I'm hoping to move to a bigger city where a screen works. Um. um what did we fucking see there, though, guys? What do we so see? I uh, I realized just now that I was going to talk about the two popes, but we did talk about that last week on the pod. Um, we did? So, yeah, you did. Uh, I remember you recommending it to, to me, and I ended up really, really liking it. Uh, so I have two choices. I'll let you decide no, Chad, what I should talk about. No, Chad, you can talk about it. I take no. notes. We we dis- we discussed talking about two posts, but last week no. we talked about cats, little women, and uncut gems. No, we, we each got a megaplex and a homeplex, and your oh, homeplex was the two popes. Yeah, I didn't take the. We notes got a, we got a megaplex one. and a, and a ne- so netplex. you get to choose to hear me talk about one of two movies, uh, nineteen seventeen or Velocipaster. Um, okay, well, not Velocipaster. So talk about 1917 since it fucking may win Best Picture. Sure, uh, and it's really good. <laughs> it's really, really, really good. Um, the only criticism I've really seen for it is people saying it's all spectacle and like it's not really saying and. anything. Uh, yeah. Which I fundamentally disagree with that. I think it's. Uh, I it's. It, I think it's a. Easy criticism to make, but doesn't quite right. apply to this movie no. because of the strength of the performances yeah. and the emotional journey it puts you on. Yeah, yeah it, I think this movie more effectively shows war as horror than any other war movie I've seen. Like Dunkirk concluded, um, Saving Private Ryan. Ha- uh, Saving Private Ryan is a yeah. pretty good movie. It, it might be more effective in some places. Yeah. But I don't know. Just the, the, the idea of following these two characters um, through an unbreaking like point of view where you're just tracking with them in real time 
it's really effective in telling this story. And it's just one of those things where all the pieces just come together in just a miracle of a film. It's, it's, it's really, really good. Could not recommend it enough. I've seen a lot of people complain about it being a little fetch questy, you know, a little like a video game, but also like, I don't, I don't care. I think it's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, stories fall in tropes. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I also like with somebody who loved, go ahead. Okay. (laughs) We're doing the thing from my, my TikTok I just made, which I, (laughs) I know, but, (laughs) um, but video games are are going to divert us. Yeah. Video games are so objective, like centered. And then like, so is the military. It's like, here's your objective, Mm -hmm. complete your mission. So like that comparison, it's like, well, yeah, the, they're following their objective. They're doing a mission. Like that's what also, you like, do. What do you think Saving Private Ryan is? Yeah, to, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that it's one's just, just a lot of side quests. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, it's one big quest with a lot of side quests, and uh, yeah, it's just that's actually maybe a criticism you could levy against most war movies. Yeah, because that's just what war is. It's following your it's objective. Just, it's a goal. You have yeah. an objective. Yeah. What? What? So? So? Uh, I have to defend Dunkirk very quickly. Yeah, Dunkirk um, is better. Is I don't thing. think that, I that Dunkirk is. I don't think Dunkirk is trying to show the horror of war as much as like the despair of war. Um, and because I mean, Dunkirk is about like this this situation. It's I mean it's it's different though because horror is like I'm going to die any second, uh, and despair is like no one is coming to save me. Um, yeah, I think I which mean, are we like slightly about different. Yeah, we talked about this when we talked about Dunkirk last year, but yeah, I th- I think what I liked about it is because it's, it's kind of ultimately like, uh, you know, Harry Styles and his group are kind of realizing that nobody gave a shit about them, which was kind of an interesting like yeah. ending. And I, you sort of get that in 1917, I guess, but you have the like emotional payoff moment that kind of argues that it was all worth it. Uh, so it's mm-hmm. just kind of, two different approaches at the yeah, same it's idea, probably like a little more i don't i don't know that's pro war necessarily but it's like i don't think it's pro it's war more, but i kind of think it's more like it's a good job yeah it's very pro soldier uh yeah which good um yeah but yeah i don't know it's uh it's a good movie check it out uh the the spectacle criticism doesn't bother me at all. Somebody who loved Gravity so so much, which <laughs> was, was also an argument against that movie. Gravity but was I think that movie the also has emotional like payoff and stuff. Like when I watched Gravity for the first time, uh blown away. I was so stressed out. It was so good. Um It was also the then, first movie I saw in IMAX three D, so mm, that's probably incredible. <laughs> you know. But yeah, the yeah. uh I went and saw it with my brother who's an engineer and we we never see movies together, but he like walked out of the movie talking about how like none of the science stuff made any sense because like, who cares? which like when I watch that scene now, it's like so painfully obvious Like the scene where like uh, Clooney is on the other end of a rope and he's just getting sucked into space, but like mm-hmm. nothing would be sucking him because he's in space. The tension of right. the rope would catch him and he'd just like slowly drift back and it would be fine. Right. Uh, but like I was so caught up in the drama of it that like I didn't even notice but like watching that scene I can't even watch that scene now because it's so stupid mm. but yeah it's an incredible movie it's so effective and like the way it's all presented it's great speaking of hmm nope no transition Mark what do you see <laughs> um, well speaking of bombs come on huh? Cody 
Okay, uh, and I shells. saw I saw yeah. a bombshell. I mean, yeah. Speaking of literal bombshells, yeah. Um, I saw a bombshell, and uh, it, I, a lot of people are giving this movie some shit, um, calling it a TV movie. I didn't think it was uh, that much of a bomb, but I do think it was mostly just shell. Um, Interesting. Wait, that's my what? that's my one sentence review. <laughs> I don't think I'm what following I mean, what you're saying. What you're trying to do some say, lights, camera, jackson shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm on my lights, lights, camera, jackson shit right now. Um, I I don't think it was like that bad of a movie, but I do no, feel I like either. it was pretty like Fox News is bad, uh, and that's you know most of what I had to say. I mean, yeah, not I, completely, I, but I, I, I feel like it was not like, uh, just, it's so hard to make a movie about something that happened two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and especially when the there's time. a lot of NDAs in place where people can't actually talk about what happened. And we still haven't like really seen the full repercussions. We still don't know the full story. Right. Um, I, I, the whole time I was like, there's like, I feel like there's so much more going on at Fox News that is not even being talked about here Mm -hmm. um in terms of like i i wanted to see more of like what uh, rupert murdoch or whatever his name is um you know i feel like he's so much more nefarious than the movie is is portraying him to be Mm -hmm. um well and his son stuff i mean like I mean, this movie takes place, what, like three, four years before they completely divide their company and just fucking dump the the film and TV yeah. division and then Disney buys it? Like, where's, what is, like, he's doing all this stuff at once and it's kind of like, but people, people I don't know, because I watched the full, like, Russell Crowe, like, TV show that was kind of about this, too. Um, and there's a lot of focus on uh, Roger Ailes, who is a villain and a bad dude. Yes, he's but, horrible. But there's a lot of focus on that show in and in this movie about, like, he's the one who built Fox News. He's the one who gave it its ideology. But at the same time, it's like, okay, but Murdoch is the one who kept this and nothing else. So obviously he's got a dog in this race, but why also, don't we... I mean, like, at the end of the movie, it, like, it talks about how Murdoch took it over and it's now fully running Fox News now. I don't know um, that he still is. I don't know, though. You know, I, I don't know for sure. It's what it seemed like at the end of the movie. Yeah. Hmm. Um. So, I mean, and clearly, like, Fox News is not any better. Like, maybe its workplace is a little bit less toxic now. Um, yeah. but it is still, uh, a, a source for bad in our country. Right. Um, What's also put it lightly. weird about this movie for me, and I haven't seen the movie, but just the idea of, and obviously like Megan Kelly is brave for speaking out about things. Yes. But her being like a protagonist figure in your movie feels weird because in the real life she just isn't like a protagonist person <laughs> um it's 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 a little tricky the, the movie is what it is ultimately trying to get out of you is regardless of who these people are yeah this shit sucked and yeah. they ultimately did the right thing the the movie tries to dip its toes a little bit into like okay but these people are a little crazy like a little right I don't know. it's it's not to say but, like things that happen to them or in the company are justified because they're not good. Obviously. I hope that's obvious, but it's to say that like, I don't, 
I don't, I don't know that I want to watch a movie where Megyn Kelly is the the hero because I really don't. Yeah, like but her. last year we fucking watched the movie where Dick Cheney like was the protagonist, and I thought that was a lot more egregious. <laughs> yeah, but I, he I, was like, uh, I don't know how this movie he is was presenting like a, like her. He, he was. He was. It's it's not as villainous as yeah. that. He was. Yeah. It was like a villain origin story. It was like a super. Yeah, villain it was. Movie. It was fucking Joker. It was. Yeah. It's just. I mean, the movie is trying to be like the Me Too movie, which is like, and it, fine, I guess we we will get one of those. Uh, there, but but on that but, note, there uh, is I was, a. I was, I was just gonna say that we'll get to the next Me Too movie coming up because there is an interesting Me Too movie coming out, right? Yes, from an interesting yes. perspective. Um, um, but it, this one it, is it's like called it's, the it's, assistant or whatever, and it's basically mm-hmm. about Harvey Weinstein's assistant without explicitly that, being about that, and it looks incredible. That movie does look incredible. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's because it doesn't have to like also play into the politics of Fox News, right? Also play into the politics of like the most intense election and the most intense primary that's ever mm-hmm. happened. Right. And it's also not directed by the director of all three Austin Powers movies. <laughs> okay, but he, he's been directing movies like this for a while, but for HBO, which is why that he got that TV insult thrown at him. I watched w- one of his uh, HBO things and like it. I like movies like this that are interworking, politicking movies. But ultimately, this one's just okay, I think. Um, which one did I watch? Was it Game Changer? You were going to watch... Oh, you're talking Recount. about on HBO. Re- okay, never mind. Yeah, Recount is the one that I watched. Yeah, I mean, uh, all like I want to watch Recount. I p- will probably eventually watch Game Change, which was another movie that was like about, uh, you know, a somewhat scandalous political thing that was made. Let's see here, the four Year? years after it happened. Yeah. Um, and then all the way, which uh is just an adaptation of a of a play with the same actors. So I imagine not a whole lot of, uh you know, stylistic choices there. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, I want to watch his HBO movies to some extent because they're about topics that I'm interested in, but his, like his directorial style is not, um, you know, the, the greatest thing I've ever seen. Right. Yeah. I don't know. The acting is good in it. The people in it are good. Um, I, I really liked, um, Charlie's in it. I like Charlie's. I also think Margo is very good in this movie. I think that she was fine. I don't. Here's the other trick, though. I never think Margot is bad. So yeah, no, she's she's not bad, but her yeah. role was like kind of small, and she disappeared for like the second half of the movie. But she's kind of the through line of the movie. I don't know. Anyway, let's talk about um, another bomb in a shell. Uh, yeah. Cody, what did uh, you see? Maybe a, one of a the most shell. Mm, I'm trying to remember if there's a turtle and I don't think there is, oh, but whatever. Shoot. A big bomb. Anyway, a big bomb. <laughs> Maybe one of the biggest bombs in recent history if cats hadn't just come out. <laughs> um, Both released uh, yeah. by Universal. <laughs> yep. Uh, they're going to do great and Netflix will buy them. Yep. Um, which was not my theory a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I can't remember who. It, uh, Netflix is going to buy somebody. I'll yeah. figure out who it is later. Um, but, um, yeah, it is a bomb for this actor who goes from making, uh, he's, you know, so well regarded mm-hmm. in one of the biggest, or the biggest movie ever made. Yeah. And that is Robert Downey Jr. And then he makes, he uses all that clout to make Doolittle an abysmal piece. And it's not the first time something like this has happened. 
like straight off of like the first like Iron Man. He did the judge. Avengers was Avengers mm-hmm. first. Or was the judge first? Uh, the the uh, uh, judge was after Avengers. Yeah. So like yeah. biggest movie of like one of the biggest movies of all time, Avengers, and then he goes and does the judge. The judge makes a little more sense. Yeah, he's trying to be like why more, he did it than this. More serious. Yes, that movie. was a serious role. This Do is a is franchise not. play. <laughs> yeah, it just is, and it's inexplicable. Has me really scared for the rest of the year because I've seen three movies <laughs> and two of them are one star movies. <laughs> Incredible. Very scary. Wait, what's your number one did movie not of the last year? year? Underwater, which does slap the bass. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, it is fun. That's that's a fun, good movie. Yeah. Um, but we're talking Doolittle. We're talking Doolittle. Um, it, it, it's a mess. Okay, so it, it gave me flashbacks of when Mark and I went to, in 2015, went to go see Fan Four Stick. Um, which is a movie that we like more than most people, mm-hmm. but you are sitting there watching that movie being like, oh, there's 30 minutes cut out. Oh, there is a subplot cut out. Oh, why are they here now? Right. Like, I am not a cinnamon, a cinnamon, <laughs> I'm not a cinnamon sticks person who points out the flaws in movies. Um, <laughs> Ding. That's my oven. Cinnamon sticks are ready. <laughs> That's Damn why it. we're always uh, hearing the dings. <laughs> yeah. Because he's like, ah, now. <laughs> they're here. Um, so, so like little jumps in logic, little plot holes, I'm not going to lose my mind over. But when like from moment to moment, I'm like, what is happening? Like I texted you guys right afterwards and I was like, guys, I promise I am not being dramatic. This movie caused me to have a headache because... Ooh. So remember how fast Bohemian Rhapsody, like the edit, people made a lot of fun of the edit because yeah. it's just going like, yeah, yeah. Doolittle is like that for large chun- chunks of it. And there's also this phenomenon when you're in theaters sometimes, right? Where like a dark scene happens and then it cuts to a white screen and your eyes are like, ooh, yeah. but it's just for a second and it settles in, right? Doolittle occasionally would go from a dark cut to a light cut to a dark cut to a light Mm. cut and it was happening like three second increments so that's a really like technical level of why it like bothered me but like there's a character so so they like their boat fucking blows up so they get on another boat they find a guy in um those fucking are they called stocks where you put your head in it's like in the pirates of the caribbean yeah. ride where they have their head in and the, their arms and they're just like yeah the thing is over them yeah stocks yeah. i think is what i think that's what they're called um it's like when you're about to get decapitated but there's no there's no right well what's right. that thing called yes. now i can't think of that word guillotine guillotine there's um, no guillotine attached to it uh, so so the guy so you, th- there's a guy in there and he says hi i'm jeff it cuts. Never see Jeff again. Don't know where he goes. He is arguably on their boat, but we never I see him again. I saw the uh, Justin McElroy and, and David riffing <laughs> yes. about I'm Jeff. <laughs> that cracked me Yeah, I'm auditioning for that. Yeah. It's crazy. The It's the ultimate like climactic moment is they have to remove things out of a dragon's ass not a joke it's a dragon is like right? sick is that played and they for pull laughs? things out of his ass it is okay so again we're gonna have to move to our movie in a second but again 
this is what is inexplicable about the movie. The cart the the cartoons, Jesus. The the like CGI animals and their shenanigans. A hundred percent played for laughs, yeah. like a broad like a broad dumb kid comedy, like sure. your Alvin and the Chipmunks or Sonic or something like that, right? Yeah. Um Hey, I'm gonna stop at the rubber band museum. Oh, it was lame. The gift shop. Those kind of dumb jokes. Right, right, right. Those kind of jokes. I'm too yeah. pretty to die. Yeah. Pop culture yeah, references. Yeah. yeah. Um, Doolittle's storyline is that his wife has died. He is mm. grieving. He must save the queen, played by Jesse Buckley. So he goes on a journey to the last mission that his dead wife wasn't able to complete, running into his father-in-law, who blames him for his daughter's death, played by Antonio Banderas, who is Loki good in the movie. And it's about him, like, accepting and opening up again and learning um, to to accept his animal family, to accept his apprentice, who has learned how to speak um, animal, which is a whole nother thing that like, apparently you can learn to speak animal and not, it's just an inherent gift you have. Um, okay. so yeah, he has his, his doctorate is in like, animal speak, right? Do what? His is doctorate in animal speak. I guess I always thought that he just had the magic skill, but I yeah. have only seen the Eddie Murphy one. So I don't know I what the original the story I mean, was. I have yeah. not seen any of them. I am basing uh, all of this on the trailers for, uh, Dr. Doolittle two that I saw when oh, I was okay. eight. Yeah. That's all uh, I got. Um, but so his stuff is hyper serious. He's doing this weird voice, and uh, Olivia pointed it out to me in the beginning, and I was like, "Yep, you're right." It doesn't happen the whole movie, but for the first ten minutes, which were the point in the movie where I was like, "Maybe everybody's exaggerating. It's not that good," because it was you didn't see uh, Doolittle's face until after that point. He is one hundred percent dubbed for maybe twenty five minutes in the movie. Who, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Uh-huh. I am pretty confident that he did a crazy voice and they were like, nobody can fucking understand you. And he redubbed himself. It's He's redubbing himself, but oh, it yeah, is 100% yeah. dubbed. They like cut to the back of his head a lot. You don't focus on his mouth a lot and it still doesn't match up. It is wild. It To me, I don't like cats. And cats is a total mess and a disaster. Mm-hmm. I think Doolittle may be a bigger disaster. Wow. Because the source of Cats was always going to make it a little bit of a mess. Right. You know, it just was. Doolittle had a chance Doolittle, of being good. When you have Doolittle like Robert Downey Jr. Doolittle had a chance of being... You got the voice exactly. cast. Yeah. But apparently... Like, they had reshoots. They brought in an entirely new director. The old director was allegedly no good. He also allegedly had a racist dog who would bark at any <laughs> people, non-white people. Wait, like, ri- written into the movie, or he just had one? <laughs> no, he had one. His dog on set would just bark at non-white people. Gotcha. Um, according to, to stories from the production. That sounds funny. Like, yeah. racism is bad. <laughs> Dogs being racist is it's kind, kind of funny. funny. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit funny. Um, but apparently it was a mess. He didn't know what he wanted. It's weird because it seemed like Downey never tried to take full control over the movie, which you would think he kind of could at this point. But yeah, I don't know. A disaster. It's like it's a Norbit level disaster after Eddie Murphy got nominated for Dreamgirls. It's kind of how this feels. <laughs> I think we're going to see Downey not do anything until Sherlock Holmes 3, and then we will see what happens. And we also may see him 
Loki maybe pop up. I've heard some rumors that he's going to pop up in Marvel stuff anyway, but I could see him yeah. maybe returning to that well. Maybe Which, a little like, bit. When you're given such a perfect send-off, like, why do you even mess with that? But whatever. Uh, I mean, look, I don't know that this is true. I went to IMDb today for Black Widow, and he is on the list. Yeah, no, he's very heavily rumored to be on the to be appearing. So if he's in that movie, it's going to be a little like yes, it takes place before, but it's still going to be a little bit like I wonder if we send you off to things we've seen before. Right, the last Um, Marvel Studios movie. (laughs) Right, you died, (laughs) and then the last both of you died. You're both back, (laughs) produced by Sony. Uh, was all about your death. <laughs> and like, what it meant. Uh, yes, 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 so, yes, 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 yes. what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. Um, Speaking of but, death, there's some dead fish in a movie that we're talking about today. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it starts right away with some deaths, which is um, very intense, and a lot of people point to uh, being a very emotional in, uh, beginning, which it is, it is. For sure. But this one's a very actively good and sad opening and sets the tone. Incredible opening. Incredible. Cody, is this is this the most deaths in a Pixar movie? I mean, because it seems as though there are dozens of fish that die in the beginning I mean, of this movie. Well, when does when does fish yeah. life start? Does it start in the egg or does it start? Uh, wow, good point. Afterwards, mm. call your mm. senators. <laughs> um. <laughs> Um, I don't Listeners, really know. if you want to vote vote on that question, go to our Twitter. <laughs> nope. Uh, yeah, tweet at us. When, yeah, yeah, that's not. When does fish um, life begin? Let, let, let's, Hashtag uh, life starts at fishception. Great. Let's, uh, let's set up the plot of this movie a little bit. So, a clownfish named Nemo gets kidnapped by an undersea diver and taken to a dentist's office aquarium. His father, Marlin, teams up with a forgetful fish named Dory to find Nemo. Pretty simple plot, honestly. Yeah. There's just it's it's a road trip movie. There's a lot of things that happen along yeah, the way, uh, but it's that's basically it. Yeah, it's kind of like the Odyssey. Like you're just going on a journey and you encounter things along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I th- while I was watching this because I had not seen this movie the last time I watched Finding Nemo, but as of watching this, I was like. Okay, I I see kind of the influence of like planes, trains, and automobiles on this movie. I don't know if either of you boys mm-hmm. have seen that movie. Yeah, kind of. You got the straight laced guy on a mission. You got the dummy friend, right? Uh, and the and the, uh, anno- where, the annoying where friend. Is your, where is your hand? It's between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. Whoa! Right. Remember that? That was a right. Fun. That's a fun. Um, scene. but is, was that a Dory line? I uh, yeah, that's Dory. He says. Okay. So you have the Those kind of the annoying pillows. friend. You kind of have the annoying friend who the straight-laced friend is getting annoyed with the whole time. But they both kind of have that culminating moment. In Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, it's the, like, people like me and I like me. Like, he gives that speech. Dory has a very similar speech of where she's, like, talking about, like, oh, I think I'm all right. And Marlon's like, oh, blah, 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 you're not all right. Um, but... Anyway, so I was thinking of that a lot while I watched this because it's it's yeah. a road trip movie. Um, are there any particular stops along the road trip that you boys really like? Uh, I'm a, I'm a big big fan of the School of Fish. Uh, always a bit that I love. Oh, uh, where School they where they do the like bit. designs. Yeah, yeah, where they do the impressions and uh-huh. they make a, a swordfish. Uh, I love that when the School of Fish is talking to. Uh, Dory and Marlin that we can't see any of the mouths of the fish 
moving. Mm-hmm. No, it's just I like mean, this voice from the from in the crowd. It's like right. kind of quiet. I, I think it's like one one fish is talking. Yeah, uh, it, it's, it's John the Ratzenberger John Ratzenberger well. fish. So yeah. w- when you, so I've been to a Disney cruise, not to brag, but to brag. <laughs> um, uh, and me too, bud. So, Chad, hold on, quick question, Chad, what happened to the lights in your room? So I have a for lamp, the listener. I have a lamp plugged in, and I accidentally kicked. Do the, you? Well, I don't anymore. I accidentally kicked okay. the. Um, Kicked the light out of the socket, and now it looks like this. So you like fucked it up. Chad's working in the dark today. Chad like fully. I got the microphone on the as close to the floor as I can now, and I'm just talking when I can, trying to plug (laughs) this back in. Okay, so Chad, if you just leave your phone where it is, it's like I I I feel like for the sake of the podcast, just like figure that out later and just use your phone as a flashlight. Nah, he's he's good. I can tell you about my cruise. I'm, so I'm, I'm, I get, get, I'm getting a fix. I'm getting a fix. It's, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> so on on the cruise, there's this this one restaurant that you go into called Animators Palette, right? And so they have like a lot of like animation. And right now it's it's very Pixar heavy, but they have like Finding Nemo stuff everywhere. And then as dinner starts. Uh, is Crush the baby one or the no, big turtle? No, that's Squirt. Crush is the big squirt, turtle. Right. Yeah. So Crush comes, and so they have these portholes, and he comes by tables, and they've got some kind of technology where the people can see who's sitting there, and Crush will like talk to each table. But as Crush moves around on the other screens, they have those fish that Mark is talking about mm-hmm. as kind of like a game during dinner for the kids to watch too. Mm-hmm. So that like. It, the charades, basically, of, like, the fish will get into a design, and then the kids will... So, yeah, there, there's a lot of Finding Nemo stuff there, which makes sense, because yeah. it is... You the know, interactive the crush was fun, because he, he talked mm-hmm. to you, and he made you feel important. Yeah, I, I exactly. like that in a cruise. <laughs> I like I like Crush and uh, and Squirt as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, think I, f- I, I like feel like there were a lot of a lot of Squirt uh, quotes going around at this time. Yes, God. I Noggin. Think, oh, and I should... Dude. Yeah. Dude. Um, I, um, I, I, should, I was like, I feel whoa. like I should also. And he was like, whoa. Yeah. Uh, I think this is the first movie we've talked about that I've seen in theaters. Unless I've already said that in a past episode. In which case, <laughs> listeners, you know what's up. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I huh. guess we should talk about our relationship a little bit. Um, So, Mark, you've seen it in theaters. I think we've all seen it. Yeah. 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 I mean, this is this one is, of those movies I've is, seen a million times. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's such a staple. It's been a long time since I've seen it, mm-hmm. um, but you know when I threw it on last night, I like I was like, oh man, this is like so familiar. Yeah, um, you know, I all of the beats I still know really well, mm-hmm. but I right. still love it. It's such a good movie. It was yeah. like so, cool to watch it with like slightly fresh eyes because it had been years, and like I, I mean, I watched it like a million times when I was like a kid, and it was like the. The movie that like middle school science teacher would put on if she was feeling mm-hmm. la- lazy and didn't want to teach that day, uh, yeah. Um, but I hadn't really seen it since that time, and yeah, it was my first time to see it through adult eyes, and it was it was very good and refreshing. So I, like you guys, had seen it a million times as a kid, and I like through like once high school hit i got to the point where i thought this movie was highly overrated and i was like it's fine it's one of the worst nah. Pixar movies but it's fine 
It's good. Um, the reasoning is because everybody was talking about how good Finding Nemo is, and nobody would talk about Incredibles, which was superheroes who punched good, which is <laughs> you know like a fundamental flaw in their argument because Finding Nemo doesn't have superheroes that can punch good. Superheroes or people but what punch. Uh, Finding Nemo does have is some sharks. Is some sharks mm. with lots of teeth. Also, I also like have never been that much of a like aquarium kid. Even though while watching this you movie, I was uh, like, mm, I want to go to the aquarium. You weren't like a shark boy. Uh, dinos, dog, <laughs> <laughs> like d- all about dinos. Um, so, uh, so I always thought this movie wasn't as good because it was the one that everybody talked about. Whatever. I was wrong. I mean, Incredibles is still better, but this movie is incredible. It's it's great. Yeah. It's, yeah. It does not belong with Cars where I could, or Up, a movie. Up is a movie I truly believe is overrated. We'll see when I like, um, get to rewatching that one, but I truly believe that one is, and I don't think it will jump up like Finding I did for me this time. I don't think it's overrated just because of how many people I've heard say they think it's overrated. I think it is appropriately rated. I think it's fine. (laughs) I I Um, think it's very, I think it's middle to lower of the pack. I think Up and Brave and Bugs Alive kind of live in the the, same spot. The ending of Up where he's flipping through the book and he's like so sad that that they couldn't live their adventures together. But then he sees that she had been filling the book and that the adventure was the life they had the whole time. It's just a heartwarming moment that will always be very, very good to me. So 12 good minutes total. (laughs) Yeah, you got the 11 minutes from the beginning. You've got that 12 minute there. But (laughs) I don't know. I like Doug. He's fun. It's far from the best Pixar movie because Pixar mostly makes good things. But it's good. I like it. Right. I have not seen Up, but I'm just going to say that I will not stand by Uh, Bugs Life Shaming. That movie is amazing. It's it's Seven Samurai. I need to rewatch it. It's It's on my list. Uh, I am a beautiful butterfly, but I I do think that it's that a, um, a good part. The the whole like um, this is not the best Pixar movie, therefore it's bad. Is like is like a take that is very high school, and I feel like we've all been there before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. but I haven't really watched this movie since then. I think I like yeah. even when Finding Dory came out, a movie that I also don't think is like. I mean, I don't think that one's that great. I but mean, it, I again, I feel like no one really thinks it. that one's like great i think people right. were like that's a fun little time to catch up with old characters but right uh, i haven't um, seen it it's uh you should i mean you have the ability to easily watch it now so oh, you no i'm i'm well aware i probably won't it's um, fine it's it's, well, not, it's nowhere near as good as this movie let's talk about this director right because there were kind of three huge directors at pixar during this time and this one is um the solo directorial debut of Andrew Stanton. Um, he was a co-director on Bugs Life, but this is what he goes on to make. Wally. Go we'll ahead. get to it, but arguably the best Pixar movie. Um, it's very in good. my opinion, no one can deny um, it's very good. It may be our picky for that year. I've got to look. I, I haven't right? seen that since theaters. All right, that's our picky then. Um, he also co-directed you, the other tied for the best Pixar movie, which is uh, Bugs Life. Interesting. Do you, okay, hold on, stop. I don't think it's the best. Okay, <laughs> just had no. to double check there. Um, but he also directed a movie that low-key slaps a little bit, but lost a lot of money, mm. um, which is John Carter. 
Um, oh, I haven't seen John Carter. Thus, the uh, lost a lot of money <laughs> part of that <laughs> statement. You should watch it. Is it good? Whatever. I feel like I, I like heard nothing it. about bad things. Yeah, but from who? You know, internet. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Film critics. Um, <laughs> it's fun. It's a fun sci-fi like romp. It, it, it's good. It's got. Uh, it's got fucking. You know, you've watched Friday Night Lights now. So yeah, it's got. Watch uh, it for that reason. Got a little gambit. <laughs> yep. Um, this also like Finding Nemo in kind of Pixar legacy at this point comes after it comes after Toy Story, Bugs Life, Toy Story Two, Monsters Inc., then Finding Nemo. That's kind of like an incredible batting average, right? Is this the end of that run? Mm-hmm. No. Like, does Cars come out next? No, Incredibles, Good. and then Cars. Yeah, so, so this is this is near the end of Pixar's like untouchable near the run. end of the perfect run. But I still think if you look at their run as a whole, it's kind of like if you unimpeachable. If you look at their run as a whole and compare it to any other animation studio, it's yeah. just there's, it's kind of undeniable, right? Like and you I take think they're... the most embarrassing Pixar movie and compare it to the most embarrassing movie out of any other uh, animation. studio. Even Disney, which I love, yeah. like if you watch their most embarrassing movie and Pixar's. Cars 2 is better than Valiant. It just is. Sure. Um, Have not seen either. <laughs> yep. But but also, Pixar right now in 2020 is kind of in an interesting space where they're releasing a, quite a bit of movies, but they're not making any sequels for the foreseeable future, which is interesting. Yeah, they're doing Isn't there a Soul. Monsters sequel coming up? The the monster sequels a TV show, so it doesn't right, right, count right. the same way. It's yeah. like a workplace comedy at the Scare yeah. Factory. Uh, I will watch every fucking episode. I watched every Forky episode. Um, well, Forky episodes yeah, so were very digestible. They were like two, <laughs> yeah, two yeah, minutes yeah, long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so they're kind of at an interesting point. So that that's kind yeah. of the background. While we're still doing background, let's talk about the BP alumni. Alice and Janney, Jeffrey Rush, yes. and Willem Dafoe. Mm. What was Alice and Janney in that we've talked about? The West Wing? Oh, I don't know. I don't remember, but I looked it up and was like, oh, yeah, Alice and Janney was in that. Huh. It was fucking something. I don't know. Yeah, a vamp. I've... Talk about how good William, Willem Dafoe is in this movie uh, as I figure out what very Willem good. Dafoe. He sounds famously, like Green Goblin in this. Like, he's kind of doing a similar plays, voice. He uh, plays the character. He plays of, Gil. Of Gil, of course. That's the all aquarium I yeah. fish. So good. I love that entire. I I love the all of the aquarium cast. Yeah, um, they're great. They're they're um, fantastic. Who and what was Willem Dafoe in that we've talked about? Uh, guys, we've seen a lot of fucking movies. I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, but like uh, I'm trying to like. Put I it... don't think Allison Janney was in any of anything. Yeah, she was. It was Willem a small Dafoe. Role. Uh, me and Cody are just Is it from go, the Razzies. Uh. uh Mm, this is Allison Janney was an American Beauty. Eat my butt. Okay, what was she All doing right. in that movie? I don't know, but she's in it. Okay, and then Willem Dafoe, I bet, is in some war movie that we watched. He, wasn't uh, he is. He's Ryan. an English patient. He's an English patient. Oh, jeez, I forgot everything about that movie. <laughs> that movie was <laughs> me horrible. too. That movie was so bad. <laughs> ah, um, we've been at this for a while now. We've gone through ten years yeah. of movies. <laughs> Too so long. so when you guys add, I need to start putting the movies they were in yeah. in my notes yes, because yes, you th- do. because now when I'm supposed to recall it I'm just like I don't fucking know but I know it's right. Yeah. Um 
Finding Nemo was the highest grossing animated movie since Lion King. So that, I think, played oh. into me thinking it was overrated because literally every child I knew was seeing it and doing the squirt quotes and all of that. Um, Cody, did you mention Jeffrey Rush when you were going through the people? Yes. Uh, he did. Okay. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. This year. That one, we know. <laughs> um, literally the same year as this movie. Yes. Um but I don't know. I, I think this movie, I really just grabbed hold on to like how pleasant of a watch it is. It's kind of a yeah. relaxing movie. Um, even Which, though stressful things happen, it's yeah. kind of relaxing. Um, Cody, you, I also, also, you also left out uh, Stephen Root, who's okay. in O Brother. That's because I don't remember Stephen Root. <laughs> but sure. Okay, cool. Yeah. Also Stephen Root. <laughs> I got you. We're caught up now. I, I knew that there was one that you were missing. He's yeah. the, the He's Bubbles. Yes. <laughs> um, also, Bubbles is another character that was, uh, like, at least in my house, quoted anytime Bubbles were mentioned. <laughs> bubbles! <Yep. laughs> He's very fun. I like you, Bubbles. <laughs> my Bubbles. Fun. Also, uh, Dory, the the squishy quotes were all over the place. This movie is, uh, is yeah. one of the more quotable movies. Mm-hmm. And I uh, think I, for a while, didn't like Dory that much. So when they announced Finding Dory, I was like, Jesus, this is like I mean, Joey. Dory's really <laughs> annoying, but... Uh, she is, but the annoyingness worked in this movie better than I remembered it working. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah a whole movie great. sort of focused on her story, though, is probably not a good call still. Um, that movie's better. Like, the thing is, I don't like it that much, but it's better. If you haven't seen it, it's better than you think. It's Both f- exist at the same fine? time. I Ish. like the uh, Ty still... Burrell and the Ed O'Neill stuff. I love the the octopus in it. Yeah, the octopus is fun. Yeah, I um, like the baby octopus in this one. I like right. how they the squid. I guess they take in both movies. They take an animal who like doesn't speak, or in the sequel they spoke, but they also like say a word that's also like the sound they make. Like the the seagulls say "mine, mine, mine," and the oh, sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the sequel, it's off, off, off when they're talking to Gerald. Uh, uh, they went off. Yeah. Is that a seal? Yes, Gerald is bit. so funny. Gerald's Fuck. a good bit. <laughs> Maybe Finding Dory is good. It's Maybe we sh- should we be talking about that movie instead? <laughs> Maybe. Um, it, hey, in 2017, we'll get to it. Right. Cool, cool. Uh, when you guys can pick it. Um, right? 2016? I think. Hey, look, I just guessed. I think it's... Um, I, don't, I don't fucking know. I'll anyway, there's a Finding Nemo like ride at Disney World that's kind of fun. It just kind of tells you the plot of the movie, but you kind of like go in and it's like a show thing. Oh, the the Finding uh, Nemo ride at Disneyland sucks. It's the I old mean, it, it's the old submarine the adventure. I like every ride. It's not that good. <laughs> this one is the old submarine adventure. Oh, oh, you're, oh! You're peeking through a tiny window. Yes, and, it was the uh, twenty thousand leagues under a seed, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah but they yeah. reskinned it to be they yeah. reskinned it to yeah. be Finding Nemo, and you can barely see anything, and it just sucks ass. It's so bad. Yeah, on on the cruise there was like a Finding Nemo splash pad, which was kind of cool. I didn't. I'm an adult. I didn't go into it. It was <laughs> just for young kids. Um, right. Unlike unlike the rest of these the park. <laughs> right. That's for us. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of having a hard time. Figuring out because I don't want to go beat by beat because like no, there's a lot that happens. But we I haven't talked about the sharks yet. And I talk feel about like the sharks. That's important. Talk the about sharks. the sharks. Did any of you realize that it was an AA meeting when you were a kid? 
when I was a kid, yes and no. I didn't fully yes know no. what an AA meeting was, but I knew it was like, oh, they're doing the thing I've halfway seen in like movies and TV shows that like my parents right. are watching. Uh, yes, same exact but, same thought process. But like all the lines, like denial and like. I, I don't know. Like it, it, it's way smarter than I realized it was as a kid, for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, I yeah. this, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, this must have been the first thing that I saw that was like, uh, uh, even referencing AA. I think, although you know, I pretty quickly caught on that it was like a you know a recovery group for eating shrimp or fish. It's right. a, it's a good bit. And, and when she, uh, when she cuts herself and it goes up to his nose, mm-hmm. uh, all of the bombs, it's the way I, his I, eyes change to like all black. It's like, uh, it's incredible. Yeah. It's a, it's a good touch. I think you that was m- my favorite sequence as a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys know that he's named Bruce because that's what they called the shark and jaws. I do know yeah. that. Like on set. Yeah. 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 Which uh, is fun. Just Fun facts. Yeah. Um, Fun facts. I, I, I think it's a really, I don't know. I, I think the emotional core of this movie is good. And I think a lot yeah. of it is due to the good performances. Like Albert Brooks as Marlon is yeah. so good. He's incredible. So yeah. good. And like you, you feel the like emotion he has of like, he is so scared for Nemo. He just wants to protect Nemo. Mm-hmm. And but grounding and that like wants to do things. Yeah, and grounding that from the very first scene and like giving him like the reason to be so afraid is like such a smart move and just like of just like getting you on his side even when he's being unreasonable as a parent. It's like you still are sympathizing with like yeah, it is a dangerous ocean out there. Uh, That's actually a really good point because if you didn't have that opening scene and mm-hmm. he was just like that the he whole would just, time, I think he would, just you would be find annoying, him yeah. a lot more annoying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but you like completely get it and you like emotionally connect to it. Yeah, and he like lost when him and Nemo, children and his wife. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, and when when they finally reconnect at the end, like it's uh, it's so good. Um, and then he has to like let him go to help the other fish, like because he he has to trust that he knows mm-hmm. best. It's like it's so good. It's just such a such a nice payoff of like like yes, Marlin has changed on this journey. He's willing yes. to like let go a little bit when necessary. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's great. I mean, every character has an arc. I mean, I guess of our main characters, but they the all have a pretty char- yeah, yeah clear yeah. cut well done right. executed arc and i think it's it's really yeah, good storytelling gil nemo dory marlin they all have them bubbles doesn't really have an arc right but i would say yeah, yeah those four yeah. yeah i would say really yeah. do um and god it it's good i also think the movie's gorgeous like i oh, think yeah. a lot of pixar movies are gorgeous but this one like I don't know. I love how Pixar is just like, okay, so we're going to try something and kind of make a movie to make us have to be able yeah. to do this. And they're, they're, they're like, constantly oh. innovating. Right. Mm-hmm. They're like, we want, uh, like, ocean is what we're doing. We're <laughs> going to have to figure out how to do water well. And it's and such they a do cool looking world that they crafted. And it's very like, vibrant, nothing, very gorgeous. Nothing really looks aged in the way that, like, like Toy Story, Toy Story 1. one. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Or even like The Incredibles at times looks pretty aged. The the first one, interesting. Um, but like this movie, you don't get that. And I think it has something to do with like 
just the vibrant colors and like it's a yeah. little more cartoony than what Incredibles was going yes. for. Uh, I also think it's it's uh, not doing any humans. Well, it's doing some humans, but, some human, but it's, it's not pretty focusing on them. Few and far between, yeah. yeah. Incredibles is the first one where it's all humans. Like, yes. and that's... Uh, uh, humans are trickier, but they've figured that out now. But, like, mm-hmm. look at the water in this, which looks gorgeous, and then you go to Toy Story 4, where that scene in the rain is... Yeah, ridiculous. There's I don't part know of me how they did Toy Story Four. Me either. There, there is a part of me that gets worried that, like, okay, if the ultimate goal of animation is realism, what's, so what's the, the ultimate point? point? Like, yeah. I like well, animation that's, that's cartoony why, too, but I I'm like that so, they're innovating. I'm also so encouraged when movies like Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse or Klaus yes. more recently come out, and it's like this really unique style. And it's like totally about like this artistic vision and not about going for hyper realism. Um, yeah. Right. So I'm more encouraged, frankly, by other animation studios about the future of animation than I am about Pixar. Although Soul looks like the best of both worlds, where it's like the real Virginia world is and. like is is the real world or like hyper realistic real yeah, world, yeah. but then the the Soul world is like very stylized. Yeah, um, I also low-key think Disney's working on some, like, more innovative animated stuff on that, on the low, low, low down. Um, because I think they realize that they can't keep doing this same stuff forever. I've heard rumors that yeah. Ryan the Last Dragon's not going to look like Frozen, <laughs> Tangled, etc. I don't even know what movie you're talking about right now. It, it's the one that comes out later this year. Oh, okay. It's the next Disney movie. Um, but we haven't seen any art or trailer from it or anything? We've seen a little bit of concept art, but not okay. a ton. But but so Spider-Verse and Klaus, they both use a hand-drawn animation and computer animation. I think so. Yeah, so uh, Spider-Verse, Spider-Verse was uses computer, computer to look hand. Exactly. And yes. Klaus was the opposite. It was all like it was like hand-drawn, yeah. but in the style of like 3D animation. Well, Klaus yes. is Klaus they kind of mix both in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's doing the Tarzan thing. It's the same director as Tarzan, where it's like hand drawn oh, cool. on digital backgrounds. Yes, um, yes, 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 and, yes, and and incorporating like you know they do the snow digitally. They do a lot of other stuff digitally, but they're it's, adding like it's digital all, effects. But yeah, yeah, yeah the, the the characters are are like hand drawn or at least based off of of hand drawn characters. The end um, result uh, is gorgeous. That was like yeah. probably oh, the most yeah. beautiful looking animated movie in recent memory. Um, but then Toy Story Four is like beautiful for totally other reasons. So it's kind of right. it's kind of like apples and oranges. Yeah. Um, I, I think that I I think that I mean talking about going to like the can we get as realistic as possible is basically what the the Lion King yes. 2019 movie did 100% um, yeah which really kind of tells you about why animation is important is because it looks weird for a lion like a real lion to talk <laughs> right. um, yeah. like it, it, it ultimately and, and, is kind of a failure and you think about what this movie would look like if they did the same thing with fish and you'd be like I mean That'd be dumb. Fish don't have <laughs> like dumb as I hell. Mean, lions don't have eyebrows, <laughs> but fish like don't have eyes like this. Right. Um so like, you know <laughs> the whole point of animation is like to to you know, put you in a suspension of disbelief where you can kind of be in the in between. And I think that this really captures it really well where it's it's gorgeous and it's vibrant and it's recognizable. 
Um, the idea... To the point where if, if anybody sees a clownfish, they're like, oh, that's Nemo. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, like, it doesn't actually, like, look like Nemo. You don't right. think his mouth is going to move and his God. eyes are huge like that. The idea that Disney would put out a live-action Finding Nemo is just one of the funniest ideas uh, <laughs> I mean, to me. They <laughs> like, it doesn't but seem that outside of the realm of... It won't happen. But it doesn't seem, happen. like, far enough outside of the realm of possibility to, like... <laughs> I, I, I think it'd think, be really funny. I, I think if we're moving towards like hyper-realism, I think if we're moving towards hyper-realism in animation, it should be like Detective Pikachu, where it's stylized, yeah. but it, yeah, the yeah. textures and stuff are very real. Like I think that's kind of yeah. cool. Do you guys yeah. have any other thoughts on Finding Nemo? Um, and we talked about Albert Brooks' performance. Um, Do we want to talk about the the jellyfish i'm just thinking what we haven't talked about so far and all that comes to mind is the jellyfish and then uh mr ray who is oh, uh, my you know, personal hero they're both good that, like one, that's kind uh, of what i have to say about this movie yeah one sequence like, that i really like in this movie that's just really really moving is the um it's when they first get to the turtles and they uh and then Marlon starts telling his story about his adventure so far. Yeah. And then when word just gets all across, all around the ocean and to Sydney and eventually to Nemo, just like of all these mm-hmm. people moved by like a father's love for his son. It's just like a, a beautiful sequence. And it's, it's funny. Cause it's like, you got the swordfish like sword fighting. You've got like crabs being some dumb shit. So, but it's, it's incredible. Like that's uh, probably mm-hmm. my favorite sequence in the movie is the the storytelling sequence. I feel like we've seen it. I saw a similar sequence in something recently, but I can't remember what it was. Like the the Return of the King lantern lighting uh, yes. is is similar, but not quite the same. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. I had another one, but I I, I blanked on it. This is oh, more. I thought effective. Mark was doing a bit talking about the Return of the King <laughs> thing, but there's something you've yeah, actually no. seen. This is yeah, definitely no, more else. effective than the. Uh, lamp lighting sequence even right. though that is an awesome yeah. sequence too oh i might be thinking um, of the, the the sequence in return of the jedi where uh c-3po is telling the ewoks the story um, <laughs> that's also a fun sequence yes um kind of related to that sequence is when uh when they reunite and marlon is like answering all of Nemo's questions and he was like oh but uh, my friend at school said that, that that turtles can only be this one and he's like well has your friend ever met a turtle like so there's kind right. of like yeah all that stuff's very good yeah uh, um and at the right, end of the movie when Marlon's able to say like was your friend ever like been all the way across the ocean I think <laughs> I know right. better than your friend <laughs> right like, um good stuff so any final thoughts before we move into voting uh, I don't even remember what we're voting on. Um, so no, Pirates let's just jump into that. <laughs> so, oh man, two two water movies, two water movies from two thousand three. What is better, Pirates of the Caribbean or? It's actually going to be a lot of waters because we also have to. Uh, but one of these oh, water movies gets Titanic. Titanic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, so, what is better, Pirates of the Caribbean or Finding Nemo? Mark. Um. Pirates, I think, um, okay. and and here's why it, it it's a lot of consideration, but one of them has pirates in it. Yeah, uh, true. So that's, I'm going to go with that's that true. one. It's the question is sword versus swordfish. Uh huh. I don't even think there's really a swordfish in this one. So sword. All right, Chad. Pirates of the Caribbean. Or um, Finding Nemo? Both of these movies are incredible. 
I think I'm going to go mm-hmm. Finding Nemo uh, because that like father-son through line in this movie, there's just nothing quite as strong as that in Pirates. And that's like what the what movies are all about at the end of the day. It's like, you know, stories about people. Well, it's my time to vote, and I think what movies are about are when fucking spooky skeleton ghosts exist. <laughs> so I think Pirates of the Caribbean is a better movie. <laughs> so yeah. 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 I, I I can see the love between a father and son just walking down the fucking street. Can I watch? <laughs> can I watch people fight with swords and skeletons? Fuck no. That's why movies exist. You also Chad. can't see f- little fishies talk and like mm, sharks sure go. Sharks can, make boom can, boom with. I can go to an aquarium. Shit. Yeah. And like cover up my mouth and go like, oh look at me, I'm a little fish. Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing. It's yeah. the same thing that finding the same is exact thing. Same yeah, exact thing. Totally. So now let's do a ranking of our movies of oh. 2003. How so, do I always forget? Always forget. Cool. Always forget. Do it every fucking time. <sighs> yeah. Um, as as you recall, we're doing Pirates of the Caribbean, um, Kill a uh, School of Rock, Kill Bill Volume Two, and Return of the King, and Finding Nemo. Okay, I can go. Okay, Mark, go. Um, Pirates. Yes. School of Rock, okay. Finding Nemo, okay. Return of the King. Okay. What was the Kill other Bill. one? Kill Bill. Yep. Mm, Kill Bill. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Mine is Pirates of the Caribbean number one, Lord of the Rings: mm-hmm. Return of the King number two, Hot Finding tank. Nemo number three. Kill Bill Volume 2, number four. This numbers. one's kind of debatable, TBH. It's kind of tied for four and fifth. Um, and School of Rock, fifth. Okay, I'm ready to go. Go. Uh, number one, Return of the King. Okay. Number two, Finding Nemo. Okay. Number three... What was okay? What what am I what am I left? <laughs> you have pirate. You have pirates. Got pirates. Kill Bill Kill and Bill. School of Rock. And School of Rock. Uh, so I go Kill Bill. Okay. Oh shit! Over your own pick. Kill Bill, School of Rock, Pirates. Oh my gosh, is Pirates my least favorite this what? year? That's, That's fucking insane. stupid. But that is. <laughs> Okay. Truly, I mean, I, th- I, mean, I, I what are you truth? talking about? I think that's the truth. These are all really great movies. <laughs> that's the thing. Damn. Mm-hmm. This is a See, but, strong year. But the thing is, they may be good movies, but they're not Pirates of the Caribbean. Is the that Pirates thing. of the Caribbean is incredible. It's th- it's literally nothing against Pirates of the Caribbean. I think maybe I would honestly maybe flip School of Rock and Pirates to where School of Rock, my own pick, is at the bottom. But... <laughs> I don't know. Insanity. Those are so close. Uh, I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. I might flip School of Rock and Kill Bill where mine would be at the bottom. I don't know. I told you guys. I Nah, Kill Bill's better. I don't know. I might put Kill Bill above Return of the King, but probably not. Probably not. No, okay, these, so now. Here's the thing. I loved this year. I got to watch Kill Bill Volume 2 for the first time, and that movie oh, I need to rules. Do that still. I yep. got to watch one of my favorite movies, School of Rock, uh, for like the hundredth time, and that ruled. So you um, did watch Kill Bill Volume Two? Yeah, we 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 had to for the podcast. No, we talked. <laughs> no, about, we watched we, Volume. We talked one. about Volume. Oh one. shoot! Yeah, Volume One. Yeah, we did. Oh, I ended up watching Volume Two as well. Yeah, this is just Volume One. Are we doing Volume Two on the show? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Even though Volume Two is the better one, in my opinion, but whatever. <laughs> Incredibles comes out next year. Sorry. Okay, you know what? Uh, that totally puts a wrinkle in my... I was thinking about Volume 2 when I said Kill Bill. Yeah, Volume 2. Uh, uh, 
I don't know. I don't know. It what doesn't my matter. Is. Doesn't okay. matter. The rankings the least important part. They they can go to our letterbox and That's check true. it out if they would like to. Um, all right, now's the big Kahuna. Ships against ships. The ship is going down. Pirates of the Caribbean versus Titanic. Mm. Let's start with Chad. I just put Pirates of the Caribbean on the bottom of my list for this year. <laughs> You're a monster. Anyway. Uh, b- bottom or second to bottom. But this is probably my favorite year we've covered so far. Okay. Hmm. Huh? This is. This See, is, I was. This I was is gonna be the funniest shit of all time. Regardless, I was. So. I was going in ready to vote for Pirates of the Caribbean over Titanic. Yep. Like by a country mile before we started recording, but you making me go in and like change and do my rankings and just seeing how yeah. low down Pirates was on my ranking, it's like. Yeah, I think Pirates might be well, better, but do I really think Finding Nemo is better than Titanic? <laughs> do I really think this? It's weird. Yeah. Do, do you know how that yeah. can happen with rankings mm. where it's like, yeah, know, yeah, sounds like you need to are redo arbitrary your bullshit year and I do it all the time, but none of it matters. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Chad, you need to redo your year rankings from from what I'm hearing here. Uh, all right, Chad, pick. Pirates. I'm following my heart. <laughs> like that was like that was my pick. That's. That that's the ethos, yeah. Okay, Mark. Um, it's it's tough because you know maybe the top two boats in film history here. This is about to be the one of them shit. is the Titanic. <laughs> uh huh. The other one is the Black Pearl. Right? Name me two other the cursed, boats. Name the cursed me a more Black iconic Pearl. duo of boats. I, I can name two other boats: Master and Commander. I think nope. that's the name of the boat. I don't know. Um, that is, that is the, the name of the Santa, boat, right? <laughs> No. The Nina, right. the Penta, the, the Santa Maria. Uh, that's one. You got one. Yep. The Flying Dutchman, that, but that's also in the Pirates. Yeah. It's also good. Uh, wow, yeah. Um, here, here's my point about these boats, though, right? Titanic Please sinks very easy. Uh-huh. Um, in the third Pirates movie, they flip that boat over, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. Well, the Black Pearl... Uh, I'm thinking of the Flying Dutchman. The Flying Dutchman sinks, no, 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 no. The sinks all the Pi- time. The, the Black well, Pearl, yeah. the Black Pearl did sink. That was the deal Once, with Davy yeah. Jones as he raised it from the bottom of the sea. That was the deal. Oh, that right. yeah. Oh, so you're right. They yeah. both oh, sunk. Would that be a fun movie if like Davy Jones made a deal with the Titanic in the Titanic? I don't. I doubt re-emerged? it. <laughs> would that be good? I and there's like this ghost <laughs> ship that's like a uh-huh. bunch of rich people in the Titanic. I'm sure it will be very delicate. It sounds like it sounds like Leonardo DiCaprio is going to be in Pirate Six. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) I I I think you know one of these boats is unsinkable, uh, and I got to vote for that one. It's uh it's Pirates. (laughs) Did Pirates just beat Titanic? (laughs) The the question, Chad, is is it unanimous, Cody? (laughs) This is the funniest shit of all time. Good thing we're never trying to be like a critical, like well-respected podcast. No, we want I people stand, to listen I to it and have fun. I stand by this shit. But like, <sighs> look, Titanic is is maybe the like maybe the greatest movie ever made. But it's yes. been over a year since I watched it now, so I'm, I got to go to the yeah. Pirates. I forgot how good it was already. <laughs> That's where we're really at. 
I mean, that is, is kind of where we're at. It's just very funny to me. We, we're never proclaiming to be the smartest movie people alive. It's always oh God, been no. about what we like. Mm-hmm. So it is just funny to me that, like, on a movie podcast, we are yep. about to say Pirates of the Caribbean is better than Titanic. And but unanimously, we're about to say, unanimous. right? Let me sit and think in it for two seconds. Let me okay. walk through the thing. Okay. Titanic... I uh-huh. think is truly a masterpiece. Didn't know how much yes, I loved obviously. it until oh, we watched incredible. it for this yeah. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe one of the best best picture winners ever. I think Easily it probably the is the best best picture it, winner ever. I mean, it, it's definitely the best one we've covered so far yeah. and arguably the best ever. It really it depends on if uh, Joker wins this year. Okay. Um <laughs> But like even No Country for Old Men, a movie I really, really like, I still think I would say Titanic Ooh. is better than that. Movie. Mm, no Country is probably a little bit better. But the Coens um, are very my shit. Right. But if you're asking Cody which movie he loves more, which we Pirates are. of the Caribbean is baked into my DNA. I've probably seen it a hundred times. I used to watch it on my fucking iPad video before I went to sleep. Mm-hmm. I think it's masterful. I think mm-hmm. there's, like, from before that movie existed, no one would have ever thought that movie worked, and it works. Mm-hmm. And we can't really blame the sins of sequels on that one movie, which I like two and three, but four uh, and five yeah, are not there's as good. Yeah, some, there's some good sequels. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but you know, you, you, can't bl- you can't blame Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back for the prequels, you know. Um so standing on its own, it's got swords. It's got romance. No, uh-huh. it's got boats. Titanic has guns, and it's got romance. And boats. And what? ghosts and boats. It does but like, ghosts. okay, here's what I always loved as a kid. Sword fights, slightly mm-hmm. spooky things, Disney shit. Mm-hmm. Cute You brunets. know what? I, I think I want to change my vote to Titanic. <laughs> Chad? <laughs> Chad, it's Pirates of the Caribbean. It just is. Oh, okay. Like it, it just is. It just is. Just it just a, is a perfect, perfect movie for everything that I want. Is Titanic better? Probably. But we are voting with our hearts right now. That is our mission, and I think we just unanimously, unanimously said. No, Pirates I, of the Caribbean, I, the Curse I, of the Black Pearl, I is a better mine. movie. Than, I changed my Titanic. Titanic. So nope, so. you can't. No, he didn't. He you didn't. Can't. I it's did. Not Before canned. you locked nope. your vote in, uh-uh. I switched mine back. No, nope. no, you did it's not. It's unanimous. I didn't hear anything. It's unanimous. Mark, where can they find you on the internet? I just want to say that if it does sound like Chad tried to change his vote, he edited that in. He edits the podcast. Yeah, he probably just recorded himself going, um, oh, let me say something. Um, I actually haven't been editing any of these podcasts. I've been outsourcing that. Oh. oh. So. Mm. Mm. Well, that's why it didn't hey, sound like your voice. Up. I need to um, <laughs> Oh, sorry. Now that's Cody. For the first time ever, Cody needs to do something after the podcast. Um, uh, you can find me at Watlington Mark on anywhere, any just anywhere. And you can find me at Chad A. Oliver on anywhere, just anywhere, including TikTok. You can find me at Cody Lunsford underscore on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at Cody Lunsford on Letterboxd, which is where you should follow me. You can find the show at We Pick Picks on Twitter and Instagram, where we will be sharing some new good content. Um, it'll be great. Keep an eye out for that. Um, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. No, it'll be great. <laughs> Shut up. Fuck you. My wife's doing it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> um. So yeah. Um. I think that's it. Wait, hey, Mark. What Cody, is the best who, movie? Wait, oh, Cody, Cody, Cody. What is the best movie of 2003? Cody, who's doing our social media? My wife. I don't care. I, I don't know. care. Yeah. Um, got it. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to get that in. It's, it's been a while. Um. Uh, it's been a while. The social media is being done by my wife. <laughs> I don't care. There we go. That's the voice I wanted, Cody. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean is the best movie of all time. No, up to the point that we are in this podcast. Hey, well, yeah, fuck both. it. Let's just do one. We can just do one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. Best movie of all time, Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean. Chad, what's uh, the best movie of 2003 and all time? Uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, uh, Cody, what's the best movie of okay. our lifetime? The best movie of our lifetime and of 2003 is The Pirates of the Caribbean, The Black Pearl, directed by Gore Verbinski and starring Johnny Depp. Gore Verbinski, the greatest filmmaker. Johnny Depp, Orlando Bloom, Kiera Knightley, Jeffrey Rush. I'm going to see if I can do it in order. That's fine. They're the main four. Um, Jonathan Price is probably high up there. Um, Remember, everyone, I'm obnoxious. time on the best pictures podcast we are holding our is it second or third uh third, third annual third third our third annual best picture awards aka the pickies we will have star presenters such as uh mark Chad. wallington <laughs> and yeah, mark you got yeah me too Cody's Chad is going to be doing his contribute. James Franco from the Oscars impersonation. <laughs> okay. So anyway, we're doing the pickies a little bit different this year, but I think it's going to be a really cool way. You're going to hear about more movies and we each will have a pick, but we still will have that patented best pictures flavor where we have to fucking decide on one winner for every category. So strap in ladies and gents for a five hour episode that we may have to record on a Sunday to do it properly. Uh, but we'll pray about that on our own. Uh, yeah, I will now be reading all of the films to watch to catch up. Parasite, Marriage Story, Avengers Endgame, Hustlers, <laughs> Knives right. Out, Thanks 1917, The Farewell, Bye. The Two Popes, Hustlers, Irishman, Booksmart, Letterman, <laughs> Little Women, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Us, Toy Story I'm 4, Ad Astra, like. Chad, Cut it's This One Ever, Under the it. Silver Lake, The Beach Bum, Death of Dick Long, Uncut Gems, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, we've said most of the High Flying Bird, uh, Ad Astra, did I say that already? John Wick 3, Parabellum, Uncut Gems. Uh, we've uh, Pain and Glory, <laughs> Rocket Man. <laughs> I'm just kind of skimming here. Midsummer. Uh-huh. uh-huh. The Farewell. Did I say that? Book Smart. Wild Rose. Ready or Not. Um, I think I've said most of these. Um, Cody, you're not recording anymore. Terminator. Dark Fate. Um, uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. I said two popes. Honey Boy. Uh-huh. Just Mercy. The Lighthouse. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I think I've said that one before. Yeah, the farewell. I've been there. Uh huh. Toy Story Four, Doctor Sleep. Mm hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let me just get to the animated shorts. Um, Abominable, Frozen Two, Klaus, I Lost My Body, The Lion King, The Lego Movie, The Second Part. Chad nominated The Lego Movie Two. Um hmm. Uh, Detective Pikachu. I think I already said that. Alita Battle Angel. 
Um, Dora, the lost city of gold. Wow, bold pick me. Gemini man, <laughs> close. I said that already. Oh, uh, Cody also nominated something from Dora, the lost city of gold. Thanks, Eli, for making us watch that one. Lady and the Tramp. I will not be watching that one. Um, some TV and some other movies. <laughs> That's it. I mean, just those. You wrote that down, right? <laughs>